The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Okay, good morning, everyone. Okay, let's try that again. Good morning, everyone. Okay, you're awake. Great. Excellent. Welcome. Welcome to a day long on emptiness. So, so much to say uh, um, about this topic. Um, where to begin? So, I want to give you a sense of what to expect for the day together. And, um, yeah, so before I get actually into any depth of the topic, I want to just set it up a little bit. So, so emptiness is um, one of the profound teachings in Buddhism. And... um, it's often not taught as a day long. So this is experimental. We're going to explore this together to see how it works taught as a day long. Um, The topic, it's often thought to be somewhat obtuse, even though I don't think it is. I think it is accessible. And there's there's quite a range of experiencing and, and understanding what emptiness means. And some of it can be accessible um, with uh, without the depth of concentration and samadhi, which is what we actually have today. And some of it is only accessible with the depth of samadhi and, ex- and, and concentration and in the retreat context perhaps or, or long practice. So there's quite a range of ways of accessing different ways of understanding um, emptiness. So today we're going to start especially in the morning <clears throat> and early afternoon, more in the ways that are accessible. Makes sense, right? And then later, uh, and then um, my hope is we'll see how this goes again. We're co creating this day together. It's never been done. In fact, this moment has never existed. We're, uh, we're uh, based on your questions, based on what you bring today. Um, this this day long will be created together. So it's not just me here having. I have a lot of stuff prepared, but I can go completely off the script depending on what really emerges in the day. Uh, maybe what I have prepared is not appropriate. We need to go a different direction. We'll figure it out together. See what, what can really nourish you, what can really support your practice and your life. And the two are not separate. What can really support you. So <clears throat> so also what, um, what I'd like to do, what, what I have in mind is <clears throat> um, what works best is not just me talking and you meditating uh, or you kind of listening. And if you came with that expectation, um, it's not going to work very well. Especially with the first part of the day, there is a lot of value in exploration and study and interactive exercise, interacting, like really exploring with others. Um, and, And that would be a part of 
this morning. Later in the afternoon, there will be more silence, more quiet, more hopefully developing more samatha, more more concentration, more stillness, so that we can access perhaps more of the experiential aspect. So it's going to be a mix. So this morning will be more interaction, more intera- more interactive. So please be prepared for that. That's part of studying and learning this. Um, in fact, <clears throat> years ago, <clears throat> I was looking at my notes. I have so many, both from my own practice and also so many notes and books and, and various things. And I saw notes from when I had taken an emptiness uh, retreat. And it was a study retreat in... 2010, um, and and there were a lot of interactions. Here was the study guide, lots of quotes, and and I was looking at my notes. There were a lot of interactions. Even on a silent retreat, there were a lot of interactive exercises to try to touch into this topic with others, with with group wisdom, not just in your head, which can really veer off. So so the interactive aspect is just not what I'm trying to bring in today. It's, it's thought to be skillful in exploring this topic by others. In fact, the teachers of that retreat were um, Gil and Guy and Sally. So this was a great retreat years and years ago. Anyway, so, so here we go, trying to explore this topic in a day long. So, so having said that... Um, Again, also about the structure of the day, there will be lunch break around, probably around 12.30 or so, 12.30, between sometime between 12.30 and 1, we'll break for an hour. And um, let me pause for a moment and see if there are any questions about what I've said so far. Questions, complaints, curiosities, Yeah, um, sure. I uh, could you use the uh, f- oh, yeah. yes, please. <clears throat> test test. Yes, working. Um, what comes to mind, and and maybe you'll address it through the day, or it's part of your um, your plan is um, ego. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I f- I feel like if I strip ego, then I'm just at bare senses. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's um, an approach to emptiness. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yes. <laughs> and hold on to that question mark because I'm not getting into the juicy stuff yet yeah. of actually practices right. and, and telling you the different ways. And yes, there are emptiness of self, emptiness of phenomena, etc., etc. So, So hold on to that question for me, will you? And let's come back to it, because we are going to delve into that. And, and if it doesn't answer, if it's, not, um, if it's not satisfying, then please hold me accountable. Make sure that's answered for you before we leave today, or before you leave today. Okay? Okay, okay great. Awesome. Yes. Question back there. Uh, thank you. So I had a kind of a conflict between two day longs today. Yeah, tell me. I, I chose this. There's a San Jose Insight Sangha I normally go to as well. Uh, 
I was intrigued by the word emptiness. Yes, yeah. And I couldn't wrap my head around uh, as a construct on what it is or am I even asking the right question around emptiness? Great. Okay. Great. Uh, my hope is to uh, uh, keep my inquisitiveness active but at the same time experience emptiness. It's yeah. not the knowledge factor I'm looking for yeah. but more experiential aspect Great. of it. Perfect. Great. I am so glad you brought that in. And anyone who's sat retreats and daylongs with me in classes, that's what my hope is. Yes. So, so my goal, yes, I'll talk about my goal for the day. So my goal for the day is for us to have had an experiential experience as to what emptiness, what practicing with emptiness actually means and how it brings more freedom and ease as much as is, as is accessible to us. Um, that's my hope. And I'm hoping each and every single one of you will have that um, in, in the course of the practice today. And my goal is also for you to be inspired to continue to practice, to, to have the curiosity, the inquisitiveness for the other ways of practicing with emptiness, other ways of seeing emptiness that are accessible more to a um, mind with concent- concentrated mind. Great. Great, we've unleashed something. This is good. Uh, well, I'm, I'm skipping the Facebook Halloween party today for this. <laughs> Um, wow. I know. Emptiness won. <laughs> wow. Know. That was a very hard decision. But I want to explore the paradox between fullness yeah. and emptiness uh-huh. because uh-huh. right uh-huh. now, I, you know, I feel full of happiness. Yeah. And I, there's such an emphasis on being fulfilled. Yeah, and there's yeah. a big emphasis in our society of filling up. Yeah, and yeah. so I'm, you know, curious about emptying out. Yeah. So what the um, heck does it even mean? It sounds well, I so. Don't, I don't know what it means at right? all. I know. It, I love it. So this think. is great. This is great. This is just great. Yeah, great. Okay. Yes. Yeah. One more question here. Great. Oh. We're setting it up. I, I have. I, Keep going. I have an inquiry in mind already for us to explore why are we here, why are we doing this, but, but it's already coming out. So so. Uh, so for me, one of my hopes for today was for to explore what does it mean to have a relationship with emptiness yeah. personally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I really love how you brought in the group. So like sort of what is the collective mindset yes. and what could that relationship exactly. be? Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. Thank you. And... Um, so I'll tell you what I have in mind right now next in, in my notes. So so I had planned this for us to actually do a little guided meditation for us to arrive and settle. We are coming from different states of mind, etc. For us to arrive. And then I would like to do an inquiry because it is important for us, as it's been voiced by some people, what, why are we here? What's, what's the intention? Because connecting with the intention is so important in any um, day long, any retreat, anything you do in life w- to really make that clear. And the ways in which you underst- have an understanding or not 
of emptiness. Um, Because that, again, making that explicit, um, the way we relate to this concept, sometimes it's through the filter of our expectation. So making those filters, those glasses that we wear, making them visible before we, we get into the topic. So that's make some yeah. This is so rich. I'm already. This is great. You guys already. This is, you're so engaged. I love it. This is going to be fun. Okay. So let's let's just arrive together. So if you need to get more props, more uh, cushions to be more comfortable, this is the time to do it. Please don't be shy. If you need to move from a chair to a cushion, from a cushion to a chair, whatever you need to do. Please take care of your bodies. Okay. All right. Arriving, landing. Ah, landing, landing in your body. Ah, landing in the present moment. Becoming aware, becoming aware of, of the touch points of this body. Becoming aware of your feet, your legs, contacting the earth. Becoming aware of your bottom touching the cushion. of your hands touching each other or your lap. All the sensations, the contact, pressure, heaviness, lightness, coolness, warmth. Opening up to sounds. Nothing excluded. Landing, landing, relaxing in this body. And letting your awareness receive sensations of breathing moving in and out each in breath each out breath Each in-breath and out-breath, 
right here, right now, in this moment. Calming, soothing, settling the mind. And as you're visited by thoughts and memories and plans, emotions, whatever it might be, nothing wrong with any of them per se. But for now, as we are trying to settle our minds, arrive more fully right here, right now, in this moment, it's skillful to tell them not now, not now. I'll come back to you later. If the thoughts are important enough, they will still be here later. So bowing to them, putting them aside, thank you, but not now. And allowing the breath within the body to be foreground again, center stage. Enjoying, appreciating each in-breath, each out-breath. settling, arriving, tilling the soil for the work we're going to do, this settling, this arriving into presence is important, part of this work.
Now I'd like to invite you to bring to mind bring into your heart, into your body not your head necessarily but into your heart, your body, your intention for being here today coming in touch and contact and in, in an embodied way while you're here your hope your goal your aspiration for practicing today in community together on this topic. Now asking yourself the question again, again in your heart, in your body, why am I here today? What is my deepest intention, highest intention for practicing, understanding, relating to emptiness? Let the answer surprise you. might be different from the original one. Now asking yourself the question in your heart, in your body, a third time. What is my highest aspiration for myself? As relating, understanding, learning, practicing with with emptiness. And listen, listen deeply. The answer might not be what you expect.
so. <sighs> so what I would like to invite you right now, having become in touch with your intention for being here and practicing with this topic, as I mentioned today, in our exploration, the aspect of community is quite important. And in studying, practicing, learning, feeling the support of community, the safety, kind of it's, it's, um, it changes the, the pedagogy of, of experience. So I'd like to ask you to, um, in a moment, We will get into groups of um, four, let's say groups of four, and this is where the first practice starts. And I'll tell you how we'll be practicing both interactively and with the concept of emptiness. So first of all, we want to, to create, to really invite a supportive, safe environment. So in the, um, in the groups that you'll be getting into, there's a sense of shared practice. We're here to practice together, to wake up together. We're all human beings in this boat together. We all have challenges. We all have suffering. We all have hopes and dreams. We all have joys. So in that way of sharing, in that way of bringing in your own humanity, your own intentionality, and holding everybody else in that way with kindness. In fact, part of what emptiness opens up to is compassion and metta. And metta, loving kindness, actually supports understanding um, understanding emptiness. So let's bring that concept in not just as a concept thinking but actually experientially from the beginning ah what if you enter into a kind space of when somebody else is talking somebody else is speaking sharing whatever they're sharing you know as your judgments come up like ah they're not they're not so tight they're not so real you can let them go and and let the container of kindness hold the the um, the emptiness of the the judgments. You see how we're already bringing the idea of emptiness in. I haven't quite defined it yet. I will define it later. But let's just practice with it. Are you okay with this so far? You can see the kind of in. Let's use the word insubstantial. The insubstantiality of the judgment, insubstantiality of, of the, um, as, as much as possible, you know, if, if it's possible, see it, it's not, don't push it. I'm just inviting, just, just dipping our toes experientially into these topics, right? So, so in the container of metta, these things become much more more easy, more easily accessible in the container of loving kindness, in the container of kindness um, and care for yourself and for other human beings. There's a sense of ease, lightness that comes in. This lightness of, of emptiness already starts to permeate 
without getting too conceptual. That's already, we're already getting into that and that space, okay? So in this exercise, as you get into groups of three and four, enter into a space of kindness, both for yourself as you're speaking and as you're listening to others, as they're sharing. And so, so I'm talking about the process first. I haven't talked, told you the, what the prompt is because the process here is the practice. The prompt, the prompt is whatever it is, but really the process is where we're entering into practicing a bit with touching into what, the, what seeing in substantiality interactively actually is. So as you speak, as you talk um, about, so, so the prompt will be two things. You speak about your intention for being here, as well as your current understanding of emptiness or lack of it. Like, I have no idea what it is. That's why I'm here today. Or this is what I've read in the book. I think it's this. Or actually, when I hear the word, it sounds really bleak to me. Um, or whatever it might be. It do- doesn't have to be right. It doesn't have to be you know, whatever it is. So as you are speaking, see if if the what you're speaking can be just stated and put in without being clung to, without being reified, without being a, without you clinging to it as being the truth. You see what I'm saying? It's kinda of you just saying it this is this is a perspective. Ah, and that's where actually a practice of emptiness, of not clinging to something as true, as me, as mine. Oh yeah, this is just an opinion that this mind has come up with. Or this is an intention this mind has come up with. Because part of the practice of emptiness, as we talk about later today in the suttas, is not me, not mine, not myself. So again, we're entering in a very subtle way, not in a very heavy-handed, but see if it's possible to have this conversation kind of in the space of kind of lightness, lightness of experience. It's a sandbox as you're exploring, as you're listening uh, to others and as you're speaking. And as others are speaking, similarly, ah, maybe a judgment comes up. Okay, well, interesting. Not clinging to it as being true. It's like, oh, this is just an opinion this mind came up with. Not me, not mine, not myself. In a very subtle way, not heavy-handed, not make this into a hammer to drum up every thought, but just kind of in that container, like as if it's a warm bath that you're kind of soaking into with these, these ideas I'm introducing. Just try it on for size and see how this interaction will go with, with that, in that container. Okay? So, so the prompts are, one, what is your intention for being here today? As, as I led you in the practice, um, what is your intent? What came up for you? What, what is your hope to practice with this? What is your hope to understand? What is your hope to, to ways in which you like to grow in this practice today with emptiness? That's one prompt. The second prompt is, what is your understanding of emptiness? When you hear this teaching of emptiness, you've heard it before, what comes up for you? Uh, whatever it might be, doesn't have to be correct. Just whatever comes up. So you get to, the purpose of that is so that you get to see the lens you're wearing. If it's lens of bleakness, you get to see it. If it's lens of curiosity, you see it. You get to see the lens through which you've been relating so far. That's important. So in terms of the process, each person will have a couple of minutes, 
the other people will not be interrupting or, uh, or asking questions. It's just each person will have a monologue um, to, um, to relate. And um, let's see. Any other questions so far? I will ring the, yes, I will time each person. Actually, let's see, should I time? Actually, no, let's self, you can self-time. I think it's kind of to make it more relaxed is, is a little better. And then um, after that, then I will get into the, the definitions of what actually emptiness is, the ways to practice with it, the ways to relate with it. I'll get more. Anyway, so any other questions? Okay, so any questions? so far about what we're doing. Yeah? Okay. So, again, the process is important. The way you're relating to this interaction, the way you're relating to each other. And i like to invite you to get into groups of three or four with people you don't know already, you didn't come here with. And... Um, Please go ahead and don't start yet. And if you need partners, raise your hand. Mark, can you, Mark, Mark, can you pull? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thanks for the reminder. So in a, in a group setting, the, the recording is running. Um, you can hear it. You know, over the next days, if you don't mind your voice on the recording. Well, this may or may not go. We'll, oh. we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll decide. It's always good to record and then can decide whether or not. If you have any concerns after the day has been recorded, if you said something you don't want it to go on, come and tell me otherwise. It's nice for these teachings to go out for people who are not able to come to IMC and are listening to it from far away places. So. So what came up for you? What did you notice? What surprised you? What was interesting? Yes, please. So much in the content and the process. Well, it's it's more more on the on the on the content. Yeah. The the um for for me it was surprising the trying to define emptiness. It, it verba- was hard. Hard to verbalize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What okay. emptiness is. Great. Yeah. There's uh, there's Two two parts that I realized. One is the rational, yeah, which is limited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and the other one is the the whole the whole being the body, uh-huh. the the body, the the heart, and and the mind together. Yeah. So so yeah. I'm I'm very curious to explore explore. Yeah, that. great, great. So what I really appreciate in what you said is a couple of things. One is um, the sense of curiosity that you're mentioning. Um, that's exactly the spirit f- for exploring emptiness, actually, um, the exploration. So, so what uh, I have in my notes as an invitation to all of you, it's invita- practicing with emptiness is not about grabbing hold of anything. It's like, oh, emptiness is this, and I'm going to apply it to things. right? It's not heavy-handed. It's more of a curiosity, kind of open... Um, it's an open exploration to oh what what does it mean in this way what does it so so the spirit of curiosity is wonderful um, and um, 
Yeah, so it's not pre-deciding ahead of time that this is what emptiness is and let me apply it. It's, it's open-ended. It's an open-ended inquiry with curiosity of what, what is it like? Um, that there was something else you mentioned, that the two aspects of, of uh, kind of the conventional, maybe, and then the non-conventional. Wow, wow what does that even mean? What's, what could that even feel like for, for the body, for the mind, for, for consciousness, even for space and time to be empty? For everything, so, um, and how actually the way perhaps that we relate to experience, our relationship to experience is what actually creates it. I'll, I'll explore that. Okay. <laughs> um. Here and then here. Yeah, please. Um, so, um, my group encouraged me to share this question. Um, so, m- my experience when you asked about your intention was, my first one was, you know, being free. Mm-hmm. And the second one came up was non-harming, which was interesting. Nice. I didn't expect that. Nice. And then, and then in the, context I guess of emptiness I guess what gets confusing is that there's these values I guess that come up right value assessments and Mm -hmm. and it almost feels like well with freedom is that just some kind of aversion non-becoming you know trying to get away and with non-harming is that some sort of trying to become something good um, and and so what came up was like, well, emptiness, I guess my impression of it is it's value-free. Mm-hmm. You know, those things yeah. aren't there. So I, I don't know yeah. what the question is yeah. exactly, but yeah. I guess yeah. how do values apply? And yeah, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, we're kind of going to the deep end, I have to say, with these <laughs> reflections that are coming up for, for people. So, so in a way, um, again, there's a range of different ways to relate to emptiness, but, but one way that it's been related to in the words of Nagarjuna, let me see if I can find this quickly, it's, it's, bas- it's really the middle way between existence and non-existence, Emptiness is the middle way because on, on one hand is the reification to existence. The world is solid. We are having this experience. We exist. Good, bad. It just they're, they're, everything is so hard and solidified and heavy, right? And on the other end, nothing exists. Nothing matters. Kind of veers into nihilism. Actually, emptiness is the middle way. Emptiness is the middle way of not falling into the, the either. So there is a sense of openness. And the other thing that you, re, you related to, which is the kind of non... Um, uh, how did you put it? Um, trying to use your words, not mine. Um, I forgot about, about it. Not, um, the non-value... Or, or, or value judgments. Yeah, about the yeah. value judgments, exactly. Yeah, so so that's very interesting because, um, in a way, 
at the deep end of 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 emptiness um, the the, the the value system the the values the kind of like there is no difference between existence and non-existence and and just it's because in a way gosh I, I almost don't want to go there okay we'll we'll, we'll 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 hold that for later yeah 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 but there's it that yeah 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 it's it's all the co-creation of them in a way me at the deep end um the emptiness is is really in, in terms as a practitioner's um, understanding is not so different from what physicists actually talk about about that reality about consciousness is creating reality it 's not that there 's reality and there 's awareness and consciousness that 's kind of observing it 's our consciousness is, is a part of creating the world, and emptiness is realizing that that actually all of this is co-created in the mind. So in that sense, the values kind of the, it, it all kind of drops out. It, it eats its own tail in a way. Okay, I'm going a little deeper this morning than I had intended to. This was going to be like on the conventional level, you guys, but you're bringing it up because you already have it in you. I love this, right? There's already so much wisdom in the room. Okay, what else, did, what else came up for you? Um. First, on the process itself. Yeah, right? please. Uh, I'm taking the IMC Eightfold Path course as well. Great. It gave me an opportunity to see the other's point of view on this topic, right? I had my view, and uh, just getting the other's view and listening and uh, appreciating that point, uh, there's a sense of satisfaction that came with that. The second one is the intention, which is the second of the path we are studying this month. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's good to, uh, it's, it, it's a new concept for me to understand others' intention may, may be different than mine, but mm-hmm. it's still extremely worthwhile for me to learn their intention as well. Right? On the content side, I shared, first word that came to my mind with emptiness is loneliness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Then I kind of talk myself out of it. Uh-huh. It's not uh, loneliness is a mental state, but I, I, at least I thought that is no Engl- no language can describe emptiness because it's not a there's no part of speech I can think of that mm-hmm. justifies the word. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the last comment that we discussed, at least we shared, was around if you continuously let go, what mm-hmm. remains is emptiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And letting go is part of the practice that I've been hearing and practicing for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but it was a few minutes, but I felt it was a very rich discussion between my and my partners here. Thank you. Lovely. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, I so appreciate you really bringing the richness of the community practice, really discussing, not just having me here up here, blah, 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 talking and you listening, but really the interaction really brings it alive. And for you, as you're also doing these other practices at IMC, right, the intention, oh, you're working with intention this month. Oh, what is it like to hear other people's intention and appreciate it? This is, this is one, this is what really practice, it's what the rubber meets the road, 
uh, is is an interaction. Did other people uh, feel the interaction? Actually, the interactive part was really juicy for you. Uh, actually, raise your hands if if was was nice to talk with others. Great, lovely, cool. Yeah, I saw some hands. There's a hand here. There's a hand there. There's a hand there. Okay, please comment and then you pass it. Yeah. Um, just very quickly, it seemed like the experience was very similar mm-hmm, within mm-hmm. the group. Um, loneliness came up, but we. I kind of thought that loneliness was not necessarily a part of it because you can be in a full room with people and so forth, but still feel very empty. Yeah. Um, it seems like it's a very primal um, instinct. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it seems to come up when we have loss in our lives and yeah. so forth. And, yeah. uh, or as you're aging or something, something related to that, or just life stages and so forth, mm-hmm. and accepting those and how do you accept those. And uh, that's what... Yeah, yeah. Like. Appreciate that, and and maybe I'll bring it. Maybe I'll save it for later. Yeah, I'll save it for later. Uh, I, I have a lot more to say about the connotations of the word empty in English, which bring up all these negative connotations of loneliness and bleak and uh, void, which is not what practicing with actually sunyata, the word in Pali and emptiness, is supposed to be, and actually brings up to life. So, okay, let's put that on a post-it. I'll talk more about that. Yeah, please. There's two more. There's the fellow first. Oh, yes. And then there. Okay, we'll, we'll work it out. Please. Yeah. Um, Hi. So, just really quickly, I've been listening to the podcast version of this for four years, and I just moved to Redwood City. Yay! So, serendipity is to, like, like, be in the city that I can actually um, come to these things in person, and I've been listening to you, and to, like, see it, it's like, well. Oh. <laughs> Well, wow, she exists. <laughs> now it is. Ooh, yeah, now <laughs> it is. Hi. Um, we missed all yeah, the world. Missed all that. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Um, it was interesting sitting in the group, hearing how emptiness, which is a word that somewhat intimidates me in the way that I can't necessarily describe it in words but yeah. is a feeling that I in my core know is something to delve into mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. also is a word that is associated with other people to the concept of space and a word that is in the context or is also related to the to like a place of refuge or a place of comfort and safety Yeah, and how all of these differing viewpoints aren't they're all kind of like swimming together yeah. because the the feeling that I am intimidated by, that intimidation is inspired by maybe um, a desire to, to be full of something instead yeah. of embracing that specific moment of emptiness and what that could mean for my own understanding of kind of this like human soup that right, I'm Right, so. right, right, right. Interesting. I appreciate everything that you brought in and the, these different aspects that come in and the push and the pull and the wanting and the fullness and the emptiness. And, and just, um, I'll say more about this, but just one thing to say is what I've found in my own practice is, you know, you, you t- talked about the intimidation of this word, emptiness, you know, emptiness. It sounds so intimidating. And yet, practically actually landing and practicing with it I, I found it to be so nourishing and full of beauty and grace 
and light and brightness and ease and freedom. The word, we need another word, and I'll talk about that too. There have been some other um, translations, actually. I'll just give it to you right now. Who is it? Uh, This is from, this is Gay Watson from Philosophy of Emptiness, where there are other words that have been suggested as translation of sunyata, um, openness, transparency, momentariness, transitoriness, nowness. So I like openness and transparency. It's just op- it's like openness, like feels tra- or transparency has an- another feeling to it than the word emptiness. Yeah, uh, as they were speaking, um, yeah. I like I had the active realization that emptiness doesn't mean disconnected. Like being yeah. connected and being empty can yeah. be yeah happening at the same time. Exactly. In fact, when you're more uh, emptier of the self, you can connect more easily because all the Papanchal, the thinking of, oh, uh, this is what I'm thinking, what are they thinking of me, what I'm thinking, me, 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 all of that drops away. So you can actually more present, you're more present to connect with the other person, and that's why compassion arises out of emptiness, more connection and, and love. Here and then over there, please. Great. I just wanted to, I think I'm the only one that actually enjoys the word emptiness in some yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's you know, juicy I, for you. It's yeah, great. I I think that the yeah. fear and the kind of the aversion and yeah. the nihilism that comes up when mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when we sometimes think of that term that that is juicy. It's like this juicy territory for mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. our attachments. Like, so mm-hmm. why are we afraid of this? Like, mm-hmm. what are all of the attachments that are yeah. that that paint such a a painful lens? on that term and if we change it to something like openness and you know uh, yeah. transparency then, then uh-huh. we're losing uh-huh. that territory of practice that that confronts us with yeah. our attachment to form uh-huh. our attachment yeah. to our yeah. identities yeah. great so it's like I, I like that that tinge to it that emotional charge great almost. great i so Seems appreciate valuable. you bringing that in too um and and i think it's it's really courageous um and yeah, it's it's it, it's courageous practice. It's like, okay, I do want to shake myself out of. It. I don't want to comfort myself to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all full. And it's like, no, actually, what? Uh, but and, and yet, not veering into nihilism, right? Not veering into that to be. You know, in a sense, if we do, then then look at it. Look at that. Why are you veering into exactly nihilism? There, yeah. you know, what's what's the impetus there? Well, right, right. What are you attached to that's leading you towards? Yeah, towards that um, yeah. doom and gloom yeah. perspective yeah. of it. Yeah, and what does that show us about our yeah so, our perspective? So one thing about what you're saying it reminds me um, of of my own practice a long time ago when I was practicing uh, with with these concepts, and I for me was a similar um, um, way of how you're describing. I didn't want to be comforted. I didn't want to be comforted by, oh, yeah, it's all okay. And also I was doing death contemplation at the time too. So so like, oh, yeah, when we die, there is rebirth. I know we're going to come back. No, no, no. It's just like I don't want the comfort. Like what if this is it? Like how can I make peace with this is it? Can I make peace with them? And, and then making peace with the starkness, ah, there was which did veer at some point into nihilism and darkness for me, by the way, just to say, in a way that wasn't healthy. Um, But really need to look at that and bring it back to a way that, like, okay, now I've made peace with that. Now 
it's actually I can open up to the ways that it can be full and it became more full. Otherwise, it seemed like you're kind of padding it a little bit and not really facing it. But, but for different people, different levels uh, is accessible and is recommended at a different time, at a given time. So for some reason, it, for some people, it may not, you know, this darkness that you're talking about may not be appropriate just yet. So we each have to figure out where we're at and not try to kind of push our nose to the I- into it if we're not ready. So, so, and I appreciate what you're bringing up and where you are. Lovely. Thank you. I was just going to say, um, I almost didn't come today because I, I felt like emptiness. I'm like, God, there's so much fear yeah, about yeah, that yeah. word for me. And, but that's the very reason I came because I Great. really want to look at that. Beautiful. And already I'm getting so much um, peace from seeing that the openness about it and the curiosity. And um, I'm just really happy to be here. So thank you. Lovely. Thank you. I'm so glad you came. Yay. It's great. Wonderful. So any other thoughts before we take a little bio break to, to process this part that we had? Actually, we'll have one qu- quick question for you, and that is, um, did anyone remember to practice with, with the invitation to not reify to you know your thoughts as you're talking about you know your your own inte- your intentions and and the way you see things in others not me not my not myself ah and yes you did how how did that feel i felt really spongy <laughs> yes spongy <laughs> like things could go through and out of me ah and was spongy good yes <laughs> yes spongy good so it was very yeah spongy light things would go th- go through you didn't mm-hmm. they didn't stick mm-hmm. beautiful remember that did everyone hear that mm-hmm. description we're going to come back to that when we're going to explore emptiness of self a lot more it's this feeling of spongy things don't stick they go through you beautiful thank you Yes, I was sharing with the group that I was looking forward to practicing with the substantiality of judgment, but no judgment came for my Darn it! My no judgments no. came! However, <laughs> I, I got to practice with the substantiality of my thoughts. Mm, nice. um, because Amy said something about like actually this non-harming thing and... Um, you know, I notice not a judgment, but a thought came. Oh, I wonder, so, so, so. And, and I was not attached to this thought being my thought, like the way I related to the others. Like, oh, this thought just came that to ask this question. No. But so it just felt very free that... Yes. Um, um, and it's been in my mind because in the past couple of days, uh-huh. I've had this repeated uh, realization that uh, the thought is just a phenomena, it's not my thought. So it's just been very... Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, everybody has been talking about it forever, but just to feel it and be Right, like, just to feel it, wow. exactly. <laughs> wow, it's, it's the word that you used, free. It's like, oh yeah, here it comes. It's, it's just a thought. 
Yeah. It's it's so freeing. Yes. It's so that's why great. Thank you. So practicing with emptiness of self as we'll we'll get to more is is so freeing. Is not scary. It's not like oh, who had this thought. It's like, "Oh, okay, the thought came up and I'm like, okay, all right, you can decide to to acknowledge it and act on it or not, but it's 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 freeing. There's there's more space. Great. Okay, so I've promised a bio break. Let's take a um, 10 minute bio break. 10, 15. Do you guys want a longer break, maybe? 15. T- 10. Okay, who's for 10? Who's for 15? You guys are really into this. <laughs> Nobody voted for 15. Good heaven. I love it. You're on fire. All right, 10. <laughs> we'll be back at 11, 12. Okay, welcome back. Before we get started, <clears throat> again, I'd like to ask if there's any um, any more comments or, or reflections or questions from the practice we did together this morning. Anything you would like to say to feel complete or ask before we move on? The floor is open. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So I would like to say a little bit um, about, um, yeah, about emptiness. So <clears throat> I do want to emphasize again, as I mentioned earlier this morning, in response to to one of the reflections that came up, is that. The, the idea of practicing with emptiness is really an open-ended inquiry. It's, it's really not about grabbing hold of this concept and like a hammer, uh, heavy-handedly applying it to, to things, but just um, a way of actually opening up instead of narrowing down. Um, and opening up will happen through curiosity, through interest, which kind of gently, gently... Um, Landing and, and, and asking instead of, okay, this, this judgment has come up or this feeling has come up or this suffering has come up. How can I make it go away? How can I see the emptiness of it so that it doesn't bother me anymore? In that way, emptiness doesn't work that way. It becomes actually really heavy-handed. Or, or if you're having, let's say, a conflict with someone, um, you don't want to say, well, it's all empty anyway, you know, just get over it. You don't want to tell yourself that, or you don't want to tell the other person, well, hey, you know, you're upset with me, but it's just all empty, and you don't exist, and I don't exist. and just It doesn't work that way, right? And yet, sometimes, in some ways, our minds kind of want to do that. So be, be aware of, of weaponizing emptiness, empty practice in that way. Um, and it can actually be really hurtful. Um, so, so I'll talk more about, uh, actually later I'll, I'll lead you into a practice of actually um, opening up gently to, suffering actually is one of the easier areas perhaps to actually see when there is contraction to um, try to see 
not try to, but kind of like have a question mark next to it, not try to apply emptiness to it, but kind of have a question mark. Anyway, um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but, but we'll put that on the post that I'll come back to it. Anyway, so I wanted to give you a little background about the, um, the concept of uh, sunyata, about emptiness, definitions, etc., as I promised. So, so the adjective, so, so there's the word, uh, the adjective sunyata in Pali, which is the word for emptiness, and there's also sunya. Sunya and sunyata show up in, in, in uh, the Pali discourses, um, in the suttas. So the word sunya, which is related to sunyata, um, sunya is uh, usually used to characterize something that is vacant or hollow. Um, and some things are described in the suttas as empty um, such as huts and houses, mansions and woods. They're described as sunya, as empty in that way. Um, and in many suttas, actually, um, the practitioner is invited or suggested that they go to a forest at the root of a tree or an empty hut to, to practice. And in fact... Um, the emptiness practice, um, uh, there is an emptiness, uh, um, I think it's a sunyata sutta, if I remember, I forget where, but um, when one practices, this is not me, this is not mine, this is not myself, one is told to go and sit in the root of a tree or an empty forest, an empty hut, just so that you really get a sense of the spaciousness, the emptiness of, of actually empty kind of the, the sense of, in fact, as you're in this room looking up, there's a high ceiling. So you kind of get a sense of, ah, open, empty, insubstantial, nothing in here. There's a sense of opening up, inviting the mind to open up. So by actually bringing yourself into a space that is empty or open, inviting your mind, inviting your... Um, inviting yourself to open up to, uh, experientially to this, uh, the uncluttered-ness, the openness, space, spaciousness of the space. So it's important to get a sense of how we're relating in, initially to this word emptiness, which I asked you to, to participate in this morning as you got into groups and you discussed what the word emptiness conjures up for you, what it brings up for you. Um, does it bring up a sense of relief? Does it sen- bring up a sense of resistance? Does it bring up um, the, the uh, feeling of wanting to embrace emptiness or a rush to fill it, as we've already discussed in various comments that have come up? Now, what's, what's been coming up to really identify the unseen make seen the unseen relationship of the mind to this concept of emptiness. Um, Similarly say, do you welcome silence in your life or do you rush to turn on the radio or play music to fill the emptiness? Um, Do you enjoy solitude on your own or do you rush to 
to spend the time filling it with other people or with activities or watching television, etc., etc., or reading or whatever it might be. So what is our relationship, our, our experiential relationship to this emptiness or spaciousness? Do we rush to fill it or do we embrace it wholeheartedly? Ask yourself, let the unseen be seen in your daily life. Also, as as we touched on this morning and we put it on a post-it earlier, is um, some some associations, um, affiliations with the word emptiness as being stark, as being scary, as being foreboding, um, as being nihilistic, um, or, yeah, a sense of bleakness, and kind of having a sense of ambivalence of not really wanting to relate to it. Um, And we've explored some other words that might actually work better for you if, if you're if you feel that actually working with this concept, which is still a similar concept, but with a different word, works better for you right now, feel free to bring it in. And in fact, as I was saying, what I've experienced and, um, and, and also the experience of other people who, who teach this also, and, um, is that practicing with emptiness brings ease, joy, freedom. We've already had a couple of accounts this morning of um, relating to your thoughts um, or your, your the judgments coming up and seeing the emptiness in them, relating to them as, oh, not me, not mine. Ah, brought a sense of space, spaciousness, ease around it. So another important thing that I want to touch on is that um, the emptiness is not a thing. It's, it's a way of relating to. It's a way of seeing. It's a way of seeing and relating to and experiencing phenomena. Because if we think of it as a thing, emptiness, make it into a thing, then we're lusting for this thing which we don't have and some people have and I want it and I want to hang in there and whatever it is, it sounds really fun or scary but I I want it. Whereas it's actually instead of emptiness, maybe relating to it as empty. It's empty. Or it's emptying, thinking of it as a verb, as a way of relating, not as a thing. So the way of seeing, the way of seeing something, the way of relating, the w- Again, I like to use the examples because they're felt sense in the room this morning as it was beautifully reported. The way of relating to this thought or this feeling, oh, it goes through you. 
it's it's kind of it's light. It's a, it's a different way of relating to it. The thought is still there, right? It's been thought. It hasn't all of a sudden, poof, like exploded into emptiness. It's still there, but the relationship to it has the way of seeing it. In fact, if you were going to read one book, in my opinion, to practice with an emptiness, uh, there are many, many books, but I love the, the work of Rob Berbea, um, and the name of his book is uh, Seeing That Freeze. Seeing That Freeze. So it's a way of seeing, and his whole book is on emptiness. Highly recommended. It's the seeing that freeze. It's the way that you see. And seeing is, you know, it's not just seeing with your eyes, but the way of seeing, relating to, sensing. Sensing that feels might be another better word, but sensing with your eye, with, with your heart, with just relating to. It's a particular way of relating to phenomena that, that brings about space and ease and freedom. So it's not a thing, it's not a thing, but it's really a state of mind, it's a way of relating to, to phenomena, relating to ourselves, relating to others, that continues to grow, continues to grow. There are conventional ways to see it, which have already been accessible to others in interaction, which is pretty wild, right, to think that you can practice with this, which is wonderful, in interaction, it doesn't... All, um, but and 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 it keeps growing. So so there are ways to practice with it conventionally, which I will invite you further in in uh, guided meditations and practices to, as the day goes on. And then the the way of relating continues to grow, continues to grow in your being, in your in the way you relate to phenomena and people and things in yourself. And as I mentioned earlier this morning, I want to repeat, there are some ways of relating to emptiness, the ways of seeing, relating to phenomena that become more accessible through the depths of meditative practice. Uh, But there are aspects of it that are more easily accessible. So... So being open to it expanding, taking its own time, um, and where, um, yeah, and, and the more we swim in it, and the, the, for example, this morning for you having talked about it with other people and hearing their perspectives, your mind is already swimming in the space of, oh, what is it to not to, to for things not to be me or mine or myself, uh, to have a sense of spaciousness, openness, not clinging, relating to things a little differently. So, I 
also, as I mentioned earlier, metta, loving-kindness, compassion, practice, actually supports the deepening of emptiness practice. Because there can be some spaces in this practice, as the practice deepens, that can be a little, um, um, how should I put it, Um, kind of jarring, actually. Um, In a way, when the car, you know, feels like you have taken off, you, you don't see your reality the same way that you did, or or you don't relate in the conventional way you relate it to, to people. It's a little jarring, like, whoa, now what? Ah, nowhere to land. The carpet has been pulled. Having the practice of self-compassion, especially, and self-metta can be very, very supportive until you land more safely on the other side. It kind of helps cushion the landing. What else also helps support the the jarring aspects of this practice, if they come up, is also samatha, samadhi, uh, concentration practice. The mind can be so stable that there is a stability, there is a peace, there is an ease, there is a joy that that's born from within and it supports the jarring aspects of, whoa, I'm, you know, the, the way relating to yourself or seeing yourself or reality um, is, um, in, 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 supports you in new ways of seeing things that might be um, freeing, but in an instant might feel uncomfortable and unfamiliar. Does that make sense? little bit at least conceptually for now okay just i'm setting up the the terrain i'm setting up the domain before we get into it all more and also so so compassion self-compassion and self-meta practice can really support the practice of emptiness similarly the practicing emptiness brings about more compassion for others and for yourself. It's not the other way around. It's not that, oh, well, I don't exist and they don't exist and nothing matters, so who cares? It doesn't work like that. The way actually it works, it will work, um, and it works, is there's a sense of freedom. There's, you know, when there is less attachment, there is less reification, less taking your reality seriously. There's more space that opens up and the heart can relate um, more, more lovingly to other people because you know, they're, they're no longer these people or things you want things from or you expect things from and it just all, all of that kind of drops out. So there is more space for actually relating and loving and being compassionate both towards them and towards yourself. So it frees things up in an unexpected way. More grace, more beauty, more love actually enters. Has There's more space for, 
for, you know, em- this is a way to think about it. Emptiness empties you out from the clinging and the wanting and from the hatred and greed and delusion and makes more space for love and care and beauty and grace and light. Ah, to be in the space. So, in the Theravada tradition, <clears throat> there are primarily two ways to practice with sunyata, with emptiness. Not two ways, but two ways to see it. Uh, let's see. There's so many categorizations. There are two. So there are two categories. Yes, that's what I want to say. Because there are more ways. There are lots of ways, but there are two categories. So, one category is the emptiness of the self, the insubstantiality of the self, what we experience to be us. And there are different ways to relate to that and see that. <clears throat> and then the other category is is the insubstantial is insubstantiality, say that fast ten times, um, of phenomena, of phenomena, of all phenomena that one relates to, including, and this can extend to time and space. So... <clears throat> So with um, these two selflessnesses or lacking self-nature, one being that of a self, whose actual nature is selfless, it includes emotions, situations, um, etc., where there is no true self, no true nature. And then, as I mentioned, phenomena, including awareness, consciousness, time, space, material, molecules, quarks, everything, aggregates. And Nagarjuna who's actually a, a prominent teacher, historical teacher of, of emptiness, um, a celebrated teacher and monk. I had in my notes which century he lived in, but I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. Oh yes, um, he lived about four to 500 years um, after, after the Buddha. So, so he says, Without doubt, when practitioners have developed their understanding of emptiness, their minds will be devoted to the welfare of others. It's quite beautiful, actually. So, so there are some ways to see emptiness, some practices. Um, 
actually thinking maybe I would lead you through these practices instead of talking about them. Yes, yes, yes. So let me pause. Any questions about what I've said so far before we we go into a practice period together? Questions, comments, anything? Anything confusing? Probably lots is confusing, but anyway, it's all good. Just roll with it. Be open to the curiosity. Yes. Um, I don't expect you to answer this question now, but it hangs heavy in my heart. Please. Um, How can the practice and development of, you know, emptiness or this gift um, help soften um, a person's relationship to the uh, sense of political lawlessness or whatever that's happening in our country now? Mm. I don't expect you to answer that, but it's something that perhaps could help me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so you will see. Okay. I think you will see for yourself. Because a lot of the ways that we actually relate to whatever is going on in our world is the contraction that comes up is so counterproductive. Yeah. So if that contraction wasn't there... And you actually, as Nagarjuna said, you devoted yourself to the welfare of others. It it would feel very different. It would look and feel very different. And and, and a long way from that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it's all along the same. It's not that oh, it doesn't matter. It's all empty, so it's okay. Whatever, let it go to hell. No, it's not that. As you can see, that's not the idea of this practice. Mm-hmm. It's really seeing the. Um, you know, we ca- caring doesn't go away at all. Actually, in fact, you care more. There, the caring and the love comes from a more spacious, non-contracted place. It's the contraction that this practice I, yeah, really I want helps. The fright, I want the fear and anger to recede. So, hang in there. See, keep practicing. <laughs> you might answer this question yourself by the end of the day. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Sure. Okay. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, in the, in the, the concept is getting interesting for me, right? I'm uh, curious about the next step, obviously. Is there a universal common definition of emptiness, what we are seeking, or is it individual adventure. It's my own experience. I'm not quite sure. Uh, to ha- my, help my, me understand my, your question. My definition again. of expe- emptiness is yeah. the same as another person's definition of emptiness. Our experience of experience, uh, ignore the definition. Ex- my experience of emptiness, will it be same as another person's experience of emptiness? Ah, so, so now you're getting... Um, philosophically very interesting because what your question brings up for me is the um, really the uh, the discussion that I think Plato had about qualia 
Ah. Ah. <laughs> so is your qualia of experience of, of how you relate to emptiness Sorry. the same as my qualia? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. As Sansa name, the, the master, the Korean master said, don't know. <laughs> don't know. How is that for an answer? It, it works for me. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Yeah, it's... Yeah. And I'll say just one more thing about that too. Um, in, so, so thinking, uh, relating to that in terms of qualia, and also another way, I think, is um, another way that your question could be construed is the different definitions of emptiness. And... There are different, w- yeah. As you'll, as I'll try to relate, there is not one way to relate to emptiness. There are many different ways, many, many different ways. We're, we're going to explore relating to them through the door of the three characteristics. Uh, there is the analytical way to relate to it. There are just lots of different ways to relate to it, and there. Um, the, um, there is, um, there are also different. Not, I don't want to. Yeah, there, there are also different teachers emphasize different ways to relate to it. For example, Thich Nhat Han emphasizes a very different way to relate to it, which Rob Berbea, the author of the saying that phrase, does not, you know, includes but does not emphasize. So let me just bring that up since I've mentioned it. Like, what the heck is she talking about? So, so um, the. Um, the, the Thich Nhat Hanh way of relating to emptiness is mostly as interbeing. So, so this journal that I have, for example, here, no, um, it it doesn't ex- it does not exist on its own. It does not independently exist. It has dependent. It has its existence depends on so many things that have come in the past, the sun and the and the water that created the the tree and the farmer that tended the tree who cut it down who you know made the paper and the company it's just like you see so its creation is dependent on so many different things and so many different so so nothing is independent independently existing um in our life. So it's a sense of interdependence. So it's emptiness of inherent true existence on its own. And it's a beautiful practice. It's a beautiful practice. Um, maybe I'll lead you through that. Maybe not. We'll see. But And so what I love about this practice is to, to kind of relate to things with, you know, they're not inherently existing. Nothing is inherently existing on its own. So has, uh, so, and, and yet, what actually Berbea points out about this way of relating is it's still, um, we're still relating to all the conditions as, as physical phenomena that exist, which is great, which is one of the great place to start, but we can go deeper, we can continue. So it's not a place to stop and, and hang our head and say, okay, we got emptiness, we're done, because some people do that. So that's another actually hope I have today, as I've mentioned for for us, is to have some experiential experiences and not to rest, hang our heads and say, okay, we're done, we, we, 
God emptiness, we're done, move on. There is so much more more ways for it to, to be explored in our heart, lives, our practice. It, it still keeps deepening for me. And I hope it continues to for many years to come. Thank you. I saw another do 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 let's go here first and then there. Another definition question. Please. Hopefully not philosophical, but maybe. It's all good. Bring it on. Um, Experientially, I'm wondering if emptiness is different from or a part of open awareness, like in the mindfulness practice, noting, 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 and then things kind of drop away, and there's this openness and light, like are we talking about that? Yeah, great. I am so glad you brought that in. I am so glad you brought that in. Um, so, so with open awareness, there is a space where, as you as you're noting, noticing phenomena, you're very, very mindful. Then phenomena drops away, and um, there is um, there is this open awareness. It feels like there's an empty space, right? Is that what we're talking about? Um, it's a stop along the way. Yes, we do. We are talking about that, and we're talking about more than that. That is included in the experience. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So I'm. I guess uh, I'm still trying to kind of grasp the meaning and definition yeah. of emptiness. Yeah. And uh, I think it will help really me understand a little bit better. Yeah. And I'm assuming that it is a part, a path, right? Mm-hmm. And through practice, uh-huh. you can get better yeah. in reaching. And I'm trying to understand that is the practice, the path is more like a, you know, it's like a cleaning process. You know, that the more you clean, the more you practice, and then you see better? Mm-hmm. Or is it more a focus exercise that somehow you try different things and there's aha, there's a like focus that adjusts and then there's something that you see? It's, it's both. Neither? Or bo- okay. It's both. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate the way you're putting that, actually, and I hope everybody heard what you said. So mm-hmm. one, oh, the one metaphor you gave is regarding cleaning. Mm-hmm. As you clean away, like you clean, like, oh, it's, it's things drop. You know, dirt kind of drops, mm-hmm. like clinging, or the way you, you relate to something actually drops. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, the way you relate to a thought uh, it's me. This is so important. It, like defines me. Oh, that clinging kind of drops. Like oh, the thought is still there, yeah. but it's that's the cleaning aspect. And then the other aspect is when things become kind of like um, kind of click and sharpen. Mm. Um, that can also happen. Um, both actually relating to the in the first in, in, you know when when for example you're relating to something and all of a sudden you see it completely differently. So um, it can happen in daily life and it also happen in 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 absorption or in in in, in uh, samadhi states deep in uh, um, uh, deep stillness that all of a sudden you open up to a different um, way of seeing mm-hmm. relating. 
states of mind. Yeah. So, so regarding that, and actually tying that back to the open awareness. So, so, so. Again, I want to give a sense that there's, there's, and I haven't really kind of given you the exercise, and I'm kind of dying to do that. ways to actually see the emptiness of self, emptiness of phenomena through the three characteristics. And there's also in the meditative, in uh, deep um, states of samadhi, uh, where it was said that, for example, um, um, the, where is it? Um, Where did I have this? Um, Sariputta used to Rest in emptiness. Where is the sutta I have here? I have a sutta quote here. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe I did. I thought I had it. Oh well. Oh here. So so the the idea there um, is. So, so that experience is actually resting in 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 these states that that um, where there um, space nourishing spaces of of openness that seem like open awareness and an extension of those is very nourishing that you know very little is arising, very little ha- happens and and it it supports our mind to relate in daily life with a different way. The, uh, to to phenomena. I I hope that's not more confusing. Anyway, we'll let that be. Someone behind you, and then. Um, so I'm still trying to grapple with the word emptiness. Uh, it, it seems to be a nice concept, uh, in the sense that uh, you said it's not very solid. And it's kind of the middle way. Um, so typically when I'm aware of emptiness, I'm aware of some silence, some quiet. Yeah. You become conscious of it. Mm-hmm. And then it goes away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So can em- emptiness ever be experienced? If it's experience, it's no longer emptiness. Is that a conundrum? or? Not quite. No, I think I think there can be... Uh, uh, through more and more practice, there can be a sense of of experience of emptiness um, in different ways. Actually, um, coexisting with in in daily life, that oh yeah, there's a, there's an appreciation of unreality of 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 hollowness, unsubstantiality of everything, and that the mind is creating it, and we can continue to function and speak and be. And 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 be in touch with that. So you you basically you can be conscious of it. Yes. And uh, if you react to it because you're craving for it. Yes, exactly. You know, then that's 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 more solid. That's more solid. Then you're making it solid if you're craving for it. Exactly. But it can just be there. One last one, and then I so want to get you into experience something. Thank you. Uh, I was. Curious, listening and learning about a from a definition standpoint. Yeah, it felt very individual, like me relating and and, and seeing um, and sensing that freeze. And I was curious, bringing back to more of the collective 
understanding yeah. of it, yeah, yeah, if yeah. you'd say a little bit more about that. Yeah, yeah. So, so a couple of things. One is that, you know, relating your question to the earlier question about the quality, qualia, the qu- quality of experiencing mm-hmm. emptiness is your quality the same as mine. First of all, we, we just don't know as, as human beings or anything I say. So don't know is the best answer to that. So then coming to this 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 collective experience, um, you know, positing that, you know, it's 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 like in physics we posit um, some truths about the way things are, or the way things are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a both and in terms of emptiness, like realizing emptiness, kind of knowing and then knowing that you are relating to it in this particular way, and then being okay with the with the both ends. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Great. Okay. All right. Let's uh, get into our meditation postures, whatever that might be for you. If you need to get up and stretch for a moment, we've been sitting for a little while. That's okay, too. <sighs> yeah, actually, let's just get up for a moment. I see half of the people getting up and stretching for a moment. Your legs will be happier in the next guided meditation. Maybe just get up. your meditation posture as comfortably as you possibly can. Landing in this body, in this moment. Ah, feeling, feeling the sensations of breathing within the framework of the body. I'm going to spend a few minutes just with the breath, tilling the soil, calming the mind. creating some stability. Mm. 
before we move on.
relaxing, opening. Landing more deeply. One breath at a time. to invite you to notice, to include in your awareness the sensations of your hands. be movement, throbbing, coolness or warmth. Contact points pressure. Allowing the sensations to be felt from the inside of the hands. Not from the control tower, but from the inside of the hands. as if the mind, the organ of sensing was in the hands themselves. They were sensing themselves from the inside. Now noticing how the sensations keep changing every moment. The throbbing vibrations. Coolness, warmth, pressure, contact, sensations. Keep shifting and changing on minute levels every moment.
inviting the insubstantiality of permanence, lack of it, to reveal itself to you, even if for a split second. Just the changing nature, that's all, simple. Noticing constant change. Keeps changing. Now turning your mind to noticing. There might be some pleasant sensations. Some pleasantness. also keeps changing. Also some unpleasantness. Here and there. Pleasant and unpleasant, shifting and moving, changing, revealing themselves, if you're open to it, seemingly on their own. It's not so much control over deciding something to be pleasant and unpleasant, the sensation in the body, in the hands, or anywhere in the body.
sense from the inside, shifting, moving, pleasant here, unpleasant there. Notice, as you notice the pleasant and unpleasant, if there is the wanting for the pleasant, the not wanting of the unpleasant. Simply notice if they're ever so slightly present. Let them be seen. without them operating. Without being seen. And now, what if you relax, just relax, Ever so gently invited it, invited the relaxation of the energy of wanting, of of pushing away. Of the pleasant and unpleasant. There was no wanting, just relaxed. We could relax the wanting of the pleasant, the not wanting of the unpleasant. And just let the pleasant, unpleasant be as they are, just be experienced. Dancing in this landscape of the body. Opening up to seeing the insubstantiality of the pleasant and the unpleasant Vedana feeling tone as it dances about this landscape of the body coming and going, showing up in different places. Nothing to do about it, to cling to, want more, let push away. It just is. As an empty nature. Comes and goes on its own, impermanent. 
not inherently satisfactory, it just comes and goes. not so much yours, just arising on its own, disappearing on its own. You don't decide for a sensation to be pleasant or unpleasant. It kind of reveals itself that way. relating to it from the spaciousness of experience. So much space. the sensations to come and go, pleasantness of them, to reveal themselves just as they are. Sense of ease and freedom. not claiming ownership, not me, not mine. Not myself. This body being nature, not yours. It belongs to nature. It's come into being because of nature. will dissolve back into nature. (coughs) All the sensations it reveals, the pleasantness, unpleasantness.
revealing themselves. No need for clinging or pushing away. So, one thing we just explored together was relating, well, we first actually took some time to just land and develop, cultivate some concentration, samatha, with the breath. And then we opened up to the invitation was to notice sensations, impermanence of the sensations arising and passing away, keeping changing on their own. How many people could see, relate to the impermanence of the sensations arising and passing? Yeah, great. And then they're related to the the pleasant, unpleasantness of the sensations, how they show up, the Vedana, the feeling tone of the sensations. Again, they show up on their own. They they arise, they pass away. Um, There's no inherent satisfaction, the the, um, insubstantiality of the pleasant, unpleasant as it dances about and, and that there's no choice. I wonder how many people could relate to seeing the Vedana pleasant, unpleasant as it danced around. Okay, it's a less accessible, but still, yes. And then seeing, so, so the first characteristics, impermanence in each other, the second characteristic, dukkha, unsatisfactoriness. 
together with Vedana, so I brought a little bit of Ved exploration of Vedana, feeling tone in there. It wasn't just the body sensation pure, it was the Vedana there. And then, uh, which is one of the five aggregates, so I can say more about this, but I'm just telling you what we kind of did, pulled in very different things. There's so much to pull in, but it's just the start. Um, and then we kind of touched into the invitation of seeing the impersonality of it all. That it arises and passes on its own. You don't choose for these sensations and for the unpleasant and pleasant to arise. It just arises and claims itself. Then I ask you to notice if there is a clinging, if wanting the pain or or lack of... Um, or um, unpleasant not to be there and or wanting the pleasant more of it. And if you notice that, ah, what if we relax that wanting? What if you invite, not to with a big hammer, stop wanting. It's like, what if we relax it? What if we relax that wanting? How does the relationship change to this coming and going of the pleasant and then the unpleasant? It's like, oh wow, look, there is a dance. This body is nature. It's not me, it's not mine. It's come because of the food and the genetics and like amazing evolution and it will go back into earth, it will dissolve. And So what if we relate to it internally from it's not clinging me and mine, my knee hurts, my hands, hand is hot, but like all these sensations are rising and passing on their own. So that creates more space, more freedom, more ease to actually see that in first person. Were you able to relate to that? Just a show of hands, how many? Yeah, lots of people. That's great. That's great. So, so that's a dipping our toes. One of, one of the ways, there, there are more I'd like to explore with you this afternoon, but that's one of the ways of exploring. Oh, yeah. It's the way, the usual way of relating to things. doesn't need to be this way. There's much more ease, space, freedom. So that's kind of a a review of what the invitations were. And different things might have come up for you, different insights, different ways of seeing. And I'd love to hear more from you, how it came up for you. Please. What did you see? Please, yeah. A couple of things came up for me um, around not clinging yeah. to pleasantness. I noticed, uh, you know, some knee pain, and uh, not clinging to kind of uh, my knee feeling good, not not clinging to, or having a, having an aversion to that knee pain, and I just noticed it subsided. You know, it's kind of that that feeling of. Um, Suffering associated with it, yeah, just kind of faded, faded away. The knee pain, the the quality of pain, kind of really decreased its its intensity. And then, you know, a couple of things were were coming up. I think it was we had such a rich discussion before, mm-hmm. and then we had that nice period of of silence. Yeah, I, a lot of things were coming up around the last couple of questions, which were um, revolving around this like communal kind of quality of experience and curiosity about whether there, we can really say that our sensation or our experience of emptiness 
is uh, going to be similar in, in its quality nature to, to somebody else's. And I was you know, wondering if I could speak to, to that a little bit. Um, you know, I've, I've thought about that, that question some, for some time. And, uh, you know, one, there's a couple of ways that I've had some thoughts about that question. In one sense, it's, it's kind of um, this um, perspective, or the question really isn't like, is the quality of emptiness going to be the same for each individual? But more along the the questions that come up around something you know called solipsism, as may, many of you may be aware of, whether other people are, are conscious to begin with, like a, do we can we say for for certain that they're conscious that they're having that that they have this place of emptiness onto which qualia arises. Not necessarily is the qualia going to be the same, mm-hmm, but is mm-hmm. that is that empty mm-hmm. screen onto which the quality mm-hmm. arises is can mm-hmm. we say that that that's the same and yeah. you know one approach is to say well yeah. we can't tell we don't know yeah, you know yeah, we, yeah. the only thing we can know intrinsically yeah. uh, for certain is that we are aware we are conscious yeah. and hard to say if other people have that same blank slate uh, onto which their quality yeah. are arising yeah yeah but I. Uh, and I don't. I have never been satisfied with that answer. I, I think that, like in in some sense, it's actually kind of fails the test of Occam's razor, where mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, you, we see that we have this consciousness and awareness mm-hmm. within ourselves intrinsically. We can yeah. tell that we exist, and then that manifests as some behavior and some actions mm-hmm. and, and so forth. And we see mm-hmm. other people have that same behavior and actions, and yeah. it's it's simpler to actually. Assume yeah. That, yeah, then they must be conscious. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, it's less parsimonious. It's like right. we imagine there's independent, different kind of ways that all yeah. of these things are arising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And and the other sense is this place uh-huh. of um, emptiness that I kept coming to during that meditation, where it's this felt sense of that that um, that empty place onto which all of the experiences mm. are arising, the mm-hmm. pleasantness, the, mm-hmm. the unpleasantness, um, all of the, the things that are kind of playing on that, that empty space of awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just having that felt sense that because of that empty blank kind of screen, that because of its empty nature, that's why it must be the same amongst all mm. kind of uh, individuals mm-hmm. in a sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it's that same blank blank slate onto yeah. on that that you have mm. that's within me yeah and that's within within everybody and right. everything right yeah yeah i appreciate all your reflections so so a few thoughts there one is about the first thing that you talked about about ah relating to the unpleasantness of of your knee pain and just the and noticing that ah oh, wanting it to go away and then oh relaxing that and then oh just the the suffering of it kind of melting away the changing of that experience lovely appreciate you sharing that and then regarding the the reflections or, or the considerations about um Universality, etc., of experience and, and the blank state, as you're talking about. A couple of thoughts. One is, you know, Buddhism 
and 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 the the Buddha's approach um, is a phenomenological approach. It's the first person experience of the phenomenology of your experience, and that is the philosophical container of Buddhism. It tries not to posit very wisely about what is out there, what is truth, what is reality, what, where we come from, where we go in, is there a God, is there a universal consciousness? It just doesn't go there. It says, we're not going there. We're, we're staying in, the, in this container of phenomenology, phenomenological experience. So, and I think there is a lot of wisdom in that. And I also encourage your curiosity because there are different frameworks, right? So within the Buddhist framework, we, we are in this framework of phenomenological experience. And, and let's have this curiosity of beyond Buddhism, the curiosity of what may it be like, and not to, again, not to reify, and that's what I want to relate to, bring the practice of emptiness, which is a curiosity practice, which is a question mark, Ah, is it that way? Is it not? And kind of live the question and not not attempt to reify it. It may be, it may not be. I don't know, you don't know, we don't know. But it's nice to live the question and see what it feels like um, and see how it reveals to you, what different qualities it reveals to you, the different ways of relating, what it might open up to you in the way of grace, beauty, relatedness, love, connection or not so I would relate to it in that way but not in a way of need to know needs to be this way needs to be that way don't know it's it's that's really I think that's it Sansani was onto something thank you thank you other reflections or thoughts that came up from this practice thank you in front of you in front of you in front of you oh another one okay I feel like I had a, um, a felt experience of emptiness as verb. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I had like, you know, any number of various things that occur and sets, hindrances and experiences. And, and we're just like, ah, yes, emptiness. Or, and it's not that, that they went away. It's yeah. that there was a perspective that was permeated them. That was the emptiness, and I, I felt I was able to connect with that. In Beautiful. Beautiful. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. That makes me very happy for you and, and all of you who've had that touching into the experience of empty, seeing in an empty way this morning so far, and the day is young, we still have the afternoon. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Please. Like to share my experience. Great. Uh, a little bit. It feels strange to share my experience, but I'll do it anyway. Um, when you gave the guidance around feeling the sensations in the hands, my hands were already feeling really pleasant. There was like a lot of warmth and movement, and so that's a pretty common experience. And then when you added in the pain, um, I was feeling them both simultaneously. Um, and then I can't remember what your exact guidance was, 
but they both dropped away. And then um, I think when you said that we go back to the earth, I felt like <laughs> I did go back to the earth. <laughs> like the molecules were gone <laughs> and the hands were gone. And I was very, not I was big, but something was very big. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there was like this very large space. Mm. Um, and I didn't want to leave it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there was grasping, and then mm-hmm. I was like trying to just note grasping, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, no things could still mm-hmm. float through it. Like similar, mm-hmm. like I asked you about open mm-hmm. awareness. There was mm-hmm. something similar, but um, mm-hmm. just a lot bigger, mm-hmm. a lot, um, a lot less, and a lot bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you. Mm. That was really very interesting. Wonderful. Lovely. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that experience. Um, and what I'd like to, I'd like to acknowledge and honor what you shared. And to say that dropping into spaces like that, that feel less and bigger, kind of like thin, heck, empty. Let's use that word. We're using it like emptier than like, oh yeah, there isn't, ah, and more spacious. If I can use my words, is that okay? That applies, yeah. Whew. It can be very nourishing, very nourishing in this practice. Um, very nourishing because the mind, the heart, opens up to these spaces that can support um, in daily life. Kind of like, oh yeah, that they will become more accessible through more and more practice. They can show, at first they only show up in meditation and then in daily life it's like, oh yeah, there's then it feels like, oh, that's the fabric. That's kind of, it's there. I, it's here. It, it, it's here. It's already, it's here. There's no two realities. Yes, it is empty and spacious. And it's also full and relational. And I exist and you exist. And we're having this conversation at IMC. And... <sighs> It's empty and spacious and wild. Reality is wilder than, yeah, it feels really wild. It can, it feels like it's accessible right now still. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. And also notice the grasping just as you did. It's okay. Grasping will come up because these areas or spaces are pleasant. We don't want to leave them. And and you know that if you grasp for them again, it'll just cause suffering and it'll become reify. You know that. So, yeah, exactly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Please. Is it on? It's on the side. The green light is on? No, it is. Yeah, yeah. great. Um, it was a very interesting experience. On one side, as I was 
meditating i had the usual breath and the whole body experience all of the sudden i'm not focused on breathing anymore then a sense something like a depth right and there is a something i felt like i'm in a shell mm-hmm. and then i could see myself getting out of the shell when i got out of the shell there was nothing i think that was the time you were saying the word vastness mm-hmm. right that was a uh, i saw my own shell at the time mm-hmm. and the experience of wow there is so much to it mm-hmm. <laughs> than my own shell kind of mm-hmm. a feeling mm-hmm. right i'm trying to piece together mm-hmm. that experience and articulate it mm-hmm. uh, but that thing i felt th- th- that feeling was fundamentally uh there's nothing to me anymore kind of a feeling mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. like a the whole burden or whatever experience whatever humanly i felt uh, i'm struggling to express that the suddenly i was decoupled from myself mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm tearing up as you say that yeah yeah, yeah. i'm decoupling my mm-hmm. i decoupled myself for a second and the sense of a yeah this there is there is a i guess the freedom is a doesn't truly express <laughs> <laughs> that sensation but a distinct the most distinct thing is i am out of the shell mm. and i can see my own shell and it didn't matter anything to me mm. anyway mm. <laughs> it sounds like it was a freeing experience freeing. very very freeing and open beautiful thank you There are so many ways to the temple. Any other experiences you'd like to share from the practice? Hi. Yes. Uh, I didn't want. I didn't have an experience to share, but I did want to ask. I noticed you use the word rarefy. Rarefy. Yeah, quite a lot. Yeah. Could you explain what you mean by that? What the heck do I mean by the word reify? R E I F Y reify um is to make real, is to congeal, is to solidify. That's what I mean by reify. It's like Does that help? Yeah? Okay. Please. Yeah. I can um, even look up what the exact definition is and but that's how I'm using it. Hold on. You can keep going by the started for me connection. Uh, sort of this this sadness came at some point kind of relating to what we talked about before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in the discussion around even if even if the self can experience emptiness mm-hmm. we're still embedded in some structure yeah and i and i did um love that feeling of the sensation in my body touching yeah. the ground and and that giving stability and and sort of being a supporting structure but but um then i i really love the the part of exploration from within and and um 
within the bodily sensations, but I think that that sadness kind of slowly transformed into, on another level, exploration that structure we embedded in mm-hmm. from, from within it. Mm-hmm. And, and um, mm-hmm. it became very nurturing and mm-hmm. um, wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Lovely. So thank you for sharing that and, and help me understand a little better. So w- one thing that you're talking about is this feeling of sadness that was seen and that had to do with... W- with uh, maybe even if the self is able to tap into that Emptiness, uh-huh, yeah. but then the other external phenomena, right? Yeah, kind of yeah. Going back to that, and other, even other people yeah, or yeah. other time, space, economy, other other right. structures we're embedded uh-huh. in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's it's not for for us to control them in that way, right? Mm. And then, but then I guess tapping into that curiosity of exploring them mm-hmm. from that state helped me. Like, kind of come back from that. Great, great. Okay, I think I understand what you're saying. Let me reflect back to make sure I got it. So, so as as there is perhaps a sense of, you know, emptying and like the lightness, but oh, I'm weighed down by these everything. It's like oh, these things are not empty, and they feel so heavy and real, Mm and oh, and and yes, like wait, actually, wait, how about I? I turn this as a curiosity, as a question, not mm-hmm. to see them as so solid and heavy, not to say they don't exist. They exist, mm-hmm. they, they feel heavy, but what if I make this an inquiry and, oh, it became more alive. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like the emptiness was a wall just limited to your mm-hmm. experience and, oh, I'm free, but like, oh, the world! It's like, Oh, how about I, I expand mm. this and it became oh more permeated, more mm. more possibilities open. Yes? Yes. Is that? Thank you. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Great. Great. That's exactly it. It's it's the question mark of oh and, and not and again, <clears throat> just as you said, I want to emphasize not to take this hammer of emptiness and say, They don't exist, you know, nothing like hammer it's not about that, it's the qu- Curiosity, the question mark. Huh, how how is how may it be seen a little differently or relate to differently? And dropping the question and seeing what arises. Maybe nothing arises for a while, and that's fine. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. Lovely. Anything else? Any experiences or any questions you might have about what worked, what didn't work, what was confusing? I'm just going to read this because um, because what you had said is so amazed me. Um, uh, in that space, um, I I decoupled from the burden of my shell and could feel the suffering of this being and had such compassion for for it. And it was so interesting mm. to be separated from the bur- being really close mm. in on the burden, and I could feel the, the physical pain of this body and how it was manifesting a, suf- a suffering. Like I could touch into this physical feeling mm. that I 
I never, I never realized that I have a pain mm. of um, like it's braced and contraction to the suffering that this being is mm. feeling, but being decoupled. Mm. Thank you. That was amazing. Mm. Amazing. Thank you for the for the words too. And. And thank you for sharing that. So what I'm hearing also, what came up for you is, with that word, feeling decoupled from, from the physical suffering. What I, uh, what I really appreciate in your words, is the compassion came up. Whew. A deep compassion for this being, and yeah. it did translate to all beings too. Yes. I could see. Yeah. Some yeah, you're giving me chills. That's exactly it. That is the practice of, of the merging of emptiness and compassion. You said it so beautifully, better than I could have said it. That's it. That is the practice. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you Nikki. Thank you. Anything else before we take a break for lunch? One last comment. You guys are amazing. It's such a privilege to be co-creating this day long together. Um, uh, when I sit, I find myself gravitating towards a, a mantra that just says, I'm here unknowing. Uh-huh. And the unknowing part tethers to like the letting go of assumptions and preconceived mm-hmm. notions and like, my assertion of what I'm trying to even get out of sitting. Yeah. And I noticed as like, I got closer to experiencing the feeling of emptiness, like the word unknowing just kind of dropped off. Like it didn't have to assert like I didn't have to take my, like my personal experience and take it away from actually feeling emptiness like Mm -hmm. the emptiness was just being here Mm -hmm. which is cool because Mm -hmm. previously talking about how it's Mm -hmm. intimidating and something I Mm -hmm. find myself naturally just experiencing for a blip and then subconsciously Mm -hmm. just running away from like to Mm -hmm. sit in it and Mm -hmm. to see it just like come Mm -hmm. up and like Mm -hmm hang next to me like a balloon was kind Mm of kind of cool nice lovely so this this um again i use the word reification of emptiness is this thing i kind of became like oh nowness you know what nowness is one one word It's, it's 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 here it's 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 unsubstantial and it's here it's not so Hoity doity, very you know, reified. It's just, it's just here. It's 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 accessible. The insubstantiality is so accessible. Just uh, the mind can turn to it. Is that kind of captures a little bit of what you were saying? Or? Yeah, and then on top of that, it just yeah. like it was okay. It was like okay. it wasn't the thing that you need to be afraid of. Yeah, and it wasn't like, scary. And like. The, the sadness or like whatever feelings that are drummed up in the journey to there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's the point, you know, yeah. like getting 
to feel that and to kind of experience that and to mm-hmm. be aware of the shell that's being mm-hmm. stripped is the whole point of me saying unknowing. It's yeah, like to recognize right, like right. the thing that I am tethered to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And when it dropped away, it was just like, Oh, like it, it's almost like you, you go like run a marathon and then like at a certain mile, you're just like, you're like in it. Like you like find some deeper sense of like yeah. perseverance and grit. Yeah. It was yeah. like that, but it didn't feel as hard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Lovely. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. You guys are awesome. This is so much fun. This is just great. You're really um Yeah, the the um the way we're carrying each other to to touch into different ways of tasting the Emptiness, emptying, empty. And um, to say that this afternoon there are many more ways I'd like to also offer you and invite you into, especially for those who this morning, maybe in the guided meditation, maybe your mind was distracted. Maybe there were a lot of thoughts visiting you and not much arose. It's okay. It's fine. Just swimming in this space and hearing these pra- the different practice reports and the instructions, um, you don't know how this is going to show up for you later in your life, in your practice. So you're deepening your practice no matter what, even though, even if there may not be immediate experiences right now, experiences come and go anyway doesn't, you know, they really, the experiences come and go. They're a dime a dozen. I've had many, big deal. Um, But really how it changes you, how it opens you up. And maybe being here and just practicing, you'll be opened up in ways in your life. Maybe you'll be in the middle of an argument with someone next week. And all of a sudden you're like, hmm, it doesn't feel so personal anymore. Why am I holding on to my point of view so much? Like, where did that come from? I'm never like this. Like, oh yeah, it was that emptiness day long. I didn't think anything happened to me that day. I didn't get it, but here I am. Like having more freedom in the middle of this argument. So, so be open. Uh, Heraclitus says, expect the unexpected. Otherwise you won't find it. So with that, it's one o'clock. Let's take a lunch break till two. And I have an invitation for lunch. As you eat lunch, as you go for a walk, whatever you do, I'd like to ask you to practice with not me, not mine, not myself. Not me. What's that? Not my lunch. (laughs) Not me, not mine, not my lunch. (laughs) Not me, not mine, not myself. And just practice with that and see how that goes. At some point, I might be heavy-handed, some point in the light. Just come back and share your reports. This worked, this didn't work. I noticed I was hammering it. I noticed it like, wow, all of a sudden, it wasn't me, it wasn't mine, it wasn't my lunch anymore. Like, so play with it, will you? Okay, see you at 2 o'clock. <laughs>